morning, everyone, and welcome to We Ask Watson. I'm Bianca, an ambassador for Watson's Daily, and joining me today is Peter Watson. Hello there. <laughs> sorry, I'm I interrupted so sorry. you. Sorry about that. You're in full no flow. Worries. So, Peter, what's your favourite story for the day? Well, today my favourite story is all about esports. Um, <laughs> now, the thing is, is that <coughs> sorry, is that um, I'm not an esports fan. Right. But I thought this was an interesting story because um, esports have been incredibly popular under lockdown, um, unsurprisingly, because there's nothing else uh, <laughs> sports wise that, that people can do. Um, so I thought it was, I thought it was particularly uh, interesting to see that, you know, the, it is, is grown um, enormously. So, for instance, um, Twitch uh, said that they had uh, a peak um, this month, actually of two and a half million concurrent watchers, which is over twice the, the number for the same time period last year. Now, I think that is that is impressive. Um, mm. Obviously, the growth has been really good. Um, but my, my kind of question is, you know, is this sustainable? Because mm. I think that, um, you know, because there's been nothing else, that's why people have, have come onto it. I think also the fact that you've had actual real live um, sports stars you know getting involved as well has probably helped um interest considerably mm -hmm. but i just don't think that you know next year you know when one thing once we have uh, uh, the rollout of vaccines and things is it actually going to be as quite as popular um or not uh, and and i'm 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 inclined to think that actually it will the pendulum will swing the other way, and I think that the once we start having live events and things like that, I really believe that people are going to be so keen to go out and you know experience these things, um, you know, have a physical experience rather than you know having an experience via the um, via a screen. So mm -hmm. I think that. Um, you know, I, for one, um, are going to be, act yeah, I think that, you know, you're going to appreciate stuff that you liked but didn't particularly appreciate in the past. I think suddenly you are really going to appreciate. So mm -hmm. I, for one, um, for instance, uh, would, would really like to go to the cinema. Um, now, you know, I've got two young kids and the thing is, is that means that, um, I can't recall a grown-up film that I've seen. Um, I all I all the films, you know, people. Um, I remember, you know, when I was when I was working with the Headhunters, um, people would say, "Oh, have you seen such and such film? Have you seen such and such film?" And I'd say, "Well, look, listen, mate. Seriously, if I uh, if it hasn't got a song in or or animated, um, just assume I haven't seen it." Um, so so you know that's that's the way things went anyway. Uh, but now I would love to go, and I think that I would continue to go. Because it just, it's just the experience of being there and, and, you know, this whole, the whole stupid blooming, um, you know, popcorn and, and overpriced drink um, stuff. You know, I mean, it's all part of it. And I, I think I would really appreciate it. And I don't think I'd be alone. I think there'll be a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people going to football matches of all kinds actually you know maybe it might be for instance that people think oh i'd love to go to a premiership match but obviously the demand will be massive um so mm -hmm. actually they might go they it may be it may be they think that i want to get that hit i want to get that live hit i'll go and watch um you know woking town or, or whatever you know your local mm -hmm. football club because you want to get that live that live feeling 
that you haven't had for a long time. So anyway, the uh, long and short of it is, I think that um, esports is really good. It's seen a lot of um, growth. Um, but I think that um, once lockdown stuff starts to um, ease, then I think that more and more people are going to be desperate um, to go out for a live, um, some sort of live experience. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to really have any implications on watches of real sports or no, pandemic. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think ultimately the audience has definitely grown and it may well be that the pandemic has actually accelerated the progress of esports by mm. a few years possibly because just from the fact of exposing people to it um, and I'm sure that a lot of people who have got exposure to it actually like it so you know they will have definitely have grown their audience but whether or not it will be for the same sort of growth rates um, as it experienced under lockdown is obviously up for debate um but um but anyway you know i who knows i mean maybe they can the the they can enhance experience for the esport experience further i don't know mm-hmm. um but i mean the fact that they actually showed these things on uh on tv and things as well is is quite amazing but then again mm-hmm. that's unlikely to happen because the only i think the only reason i mean cynically the only reason why they were on is because there was nothing else um mm-hmm. so so yeah do you think esports are accessible to people who don't have particularly good broadband and that sort of thing? Um, I would say less so. Um, so I think obviously you're looking at um, countries that do, you know, have decent inter- in- and um, a consistent uh, internet connection. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it is going to be restricted in that way. But I mean, if you think that the the the, the peak um, for Twitch is, as, as I said, was two and a half million. In the scheme of things, that's not actually that much. So you would think that there's there's um, scope for enormous scope for growth. I would have thought. That's fair. And sort of on that note, I think my favourite story was probably Huawei's ban uh, of the five G network. Oh yes. Forward. <laughs> nice, nice segue. By the way, I like it. That was good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Sort of transitioning <laughs> to talk about how broadband might not be as accessible in the future. And there we go. Death knell for esports. Yes, yes, there we go. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, I, you know, I think, well, yeah, so, so, yeah, tell me more about your, um, your, your favourite story then about the Huawei 5G stuff. I just really enjoyed uh, during our chat talking about how this might be an opportunity for growth for other uh, broadband providers and technology mm. providers, especially for mm. Samsung. Mm. And then, of course, Nokia and Ericsson will probably be rejoicing at the fact that the UK has decided to ban installations from September 2021. Mm. Um, and then also, I was quite surprised, I think you mentioned that companies had already purchased and planned on sort of stockpiling mm-hmm. um, this equipment and how that's going to absolutely decimate um, the future of 5G in the UK, or at least set it mm. back by several years. Mm. Um, so I guess I was wondering if this is going to be particularly effective if US and the UK are both seeking uh, broadband networks that can support 5G and they're sort of outsourcing and they simply can't um, deliver on their plans to have accessible 5G networks. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you know, it's certainly a very, this is a very interesting topic. And I do think that, um, you know, one of the main things about it is the fact that um, a, lo- a lot of the the companies that are installing, uh, responsible for the 5G net, rolling out of the 5G network, 
they thought that they had more time um, to do this, um, but actually, this new um, this new ban um, means that they're not going to be able to buy any new equipment from September next year. Whereas before, until then, uh, until that you know this was brought into place, they were able to buy Huawei equipment until the end of this year, and then and crucially use it until mm-hmm. 2027. But suddenly that has been cut short. And then you've got companies that have bought a whole load of Huawei equipment to to install. Um, This is going to pretty much render it all useless because even if they they did use it, they have to take it out um, by Mm -hmm. 2021. So, you know, it's it's yet yet another um, nail in the coffin for um, for Huawei in a developed market. Um, and it seems to me that pretty much if you are English, you know, if you're an English speaking country and or um, in Europe, um, pretty much you've you've closed uh, you've closed your business to to Huawei, um, which I think could push it elsewhere um, and maybe try to become a, an Asian a champion of Asia, the Asian region um, mm-hmm. But even then, you've got you've got Americans coming along. I think we mentioned recently that Americans um, have been doing a bit of a, I say, a charm offensive as as much as one can um, of of the Asian region, basically saying, "Look, we will finance this for you, um, but please don't use Chinese stuff. Um, please use Ericsson and Nokia, for instance." So you know, they Ericsson and Nokia have got a free um free pr from from the u.s administration which is mm-hmm. which is quite useful do you think companies like ericsson and nokia and also samsung will be able to keep up with the immediate demand obviously from western countries and also these uh, telecoms providers who now need their technology in order to continue to function um well i do think that um this is going to um, mean that lead times are in, in, inevitably going to be longer because um, suddenly you've, you've got a major player effectively dropping out of the game and then everyone's still being desperate to roll out 5G. So not mm-hmm. only are prices for these network installers, I suppose, um, not only are they going to skyrocket because 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 of the increased demand, the sudden increased demand and the urgency as well um, of demand mm-hmm. um, those are going to skyrocket um, and because of the demand there's also going to be a there's only going to be so much in terms of that they can do in terms of manufacturing capacity so that will mean I would have thought longer lead times which then have knock-on effects to um, projects being delayed which increases costs um, uh, and all that sort of stuff um, is is gonna you know is gonna happen as a result. I mean the only, I mean you know there are opportunities of course um, for ones other than Ericsson and Nokia. I mean mm. I think you you said before about um, Samsung benefiting, didn't you? Yes. Uh, do you think that will grow Samsung's value um, as it sort of expands into the broadband and five G technology sector? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, in terms of market share, uh, Samsung's market mm-hmm. share um, in network equipment versus Nokia and Ericsson, it's a lot smaller. 
Um, and I think that actually um, this would be a, this is a great opportunity for Samsung to try to um, increase their revenue stream from this kind of thing, because, um, for instance, they are suffering with you know the, like the the handset volumes and stuff aren't particularly mm-hmm. great at the moment. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, this could be a very nice revenue stream for the next few years. Um, and clearly, given the fact that they are quite a small player relatively um, in this market, there is a huge amount of growth that they could go for. Um, so, and, you know, they're not, Samsung is not a small company. It's got a lot of money. Um, it's got a lot of capability. So you would have thought that, I mean, I would have thought they'd be able to scale up pretty well um, mm-hmm. and um, and take Actually, on. The sort of manufacturing facilities necessary. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, and it should be able to take on um, um, uh, Nokia and Ericsson. I would have thought so. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's this is a another nightmare for Huawei. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you do wonder, you do wonder when it's when all this negativity is going to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, when be able to recover an Asian. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, you wonder whether really, what, what, you know, what does the US want to achieve by this? Does it basically want to bat Huawei all the way back to China? Because, I mean, that's mm-hmm. how it looks. So, you know, because I think that, first of all, it seems the West is against Huawei. And then mm-hmm. if you've got American offensive in Asia um, saying to people, hey, you know, don't use them. Um, and you keep you keep doing that. Eventually what is there left but to go back to the domestic market you know but then again is that a, is that a bad thing because i also mm-hmm. wonder you know it must it must be a massive market in in china itself and so you know maybe huawei could be just if it constant if it just concentrates on on china for the next few years would that be such a bad thing i, I don't know I mean, I, you know, it might not be quite the stellar kind of growth that you see overseas, but surely it wouldn't be that bad. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And it'll be interesting to watch in the future if Samsung can sort of begin to take a larger market share. Yes. Investing in the sector. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much all we have time for today. Is there anything else you wanted to mention? Uh, not really. Oh, I, I do want to actually just apologise to people for this um for for a few things recently because I, I wasn't able to do the weekly um which i would normally but i i will get back to doing that um you know the weekly podcast um and then the other things well i was very late out with the watson's daily today so i'm sorry about that but i had a bit of a nightmare this morning so <laughs> so anyway apologies to apologies all rounds for everyone but uh hope you'll be back 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 to normal soon oh and actually sorry there is one more thing um there is a new version of the update, a new version of the um, Watson's Daily app uh, should be coming out this week. Um, there's been a lot in development over the last few weeks. So there have been, I think some people have reported a few, the odd blip here and there. But um, the idea, this, this new, the new version should be uh, much more, you know, it should be online very soon. And there will be. Uh, there will be an extra um, functionality on it as well. So, for instance, what happened in the past is that um, you have a search function 
on Watson's Daily if you have the you know the subscription to the um, you know the the desktop version I guess um, there was a search function so if you wanted to look up a specific company you just type in the search box but um, that you get in the archive section but um, it wasn't available on the um, on on the app version but it will be now. So the idea is maybe, you, I don't know, you're at a meeting or you're, you're about to go into a, an interview or something. You think, oh, my God, I need to find out about, I don't know, Airbnb or something. <laughs> then you type it in and then you can find everything I've written about that company. So, so yeah, so uh, extra bit of functionality as well. So there you go. Really <laughs> indeed it is. Indeed it is. Anyway, thank you. Thank you for your time. And, uh, you know, I hope you have a have a great day. And uh, we will be back tomorrow. Thank you so much, Peter. Okay. See you then. Bye.